Business News, International Sports and Entertainment News. Right here on GTR. GTR. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. Coming up this afternoon, scrap COVID-19 tax you imposed on Ghanaians, CSOs to government, waterlogged lands to blame for collapsed building at Winneba, says the Ghana National Fire Service, Yoko denies recruiting officers online and GMPC board chair Freddie Blay dismisses calls for resignation amid stake sale controversy. This business, pots and showbiz, is coming in this afternoon's bulletin. The news will be by Awen Temi Akansukum. Now, the details. The African Center for Health Policy Research and Analysis suggested that the government should consider scrapping the 1% COVID-19 tax now that the restrictions at entry points have been lifted. The center argues that it is not prudent for the public to pay the tax when the COVID-19 is no longer a pandemic. This follows calls from the public for the tax to be abolished since Ghana has lifted all COVID-19 restrictions at entry points across the country, effective May 20, 2023. Speaking to the media, Dr. Thomas Anaba, the executive director of the Africa Center for Health Policy Research and Analysis, emphasized that the government must remove the COVID-19 tags. Dr. Thomas Anaba further urged the government to provide Kenyans with an account of the amounts generated since the introduction of the tags. Ghana has lifted the COVID-19 restrictions at all entry points of the country, effective Saturday, May 20, 2023. This announcement was made by the Ghana Health Service in a statement signed by its Director General, Dr. Patrick Kumai The decision, according to the Ghana Health Service, was based on the World Health Organization's declaration on May 5 that COVID-19 is no longer a public health emergency of international concern. The Ghana Health Service stated in its statement, among other things, that pre-departure testing and testing at all points of entry are no more a requirement for all passengers. In other stories, the Ghana National Fire Service, GNFS, conducted a preliminary assessment for a two-story building collapse in Winneba on Tuesday, May 23rd. The collapse was attributed to the waterlogged land where the building was situated. Fortunately, all 15 tenants occupying the building escaped unharmed. The incident occurred in the late afternoon while some occupants were away at work, resulting in no injuries. Local residents were taken aback by the incident, considering that the building was relatively new. However, the Ghana National Fire Service in Winneba, who responded, conducted a preliminary assessment of the building and revealed that the land where the building was constructed was waterlogged. Assistant Divisional Fire Officer Grade 1, Ebenezer Fifi Dalsi, who spoke to the media, intimated various challenges they confronted assessing the building. He further pleaded with citizens that anytime they are putting up a structure, they are supposed to come to the fire service so we could go and do an assessment of the place before construction proceeds. The collapsed building was initially intended to be used as a Bible school, but the owner realized that the contractor had done a substandard job 
prompting the change in the usage. Now, in other stories, the Economic and Organized Crime Office, Ioko, has denied putting out any advertisement for recruitment. According to Ioko, all recruitment offers into the office that are being peddled online are fake and Ioko shall not be responsible or liable to any way for claims, losses or liabilities. It further stressed that it does not engage the services of third parties in its recruitment process, thus warning the general public to be wary of such advertisements. Meanwhile, it says it is on the heels of the perpetrators of such fake advertisement and persons found culpable will be arrested and prosecuted. Now, Mr. Freddie Blay, the chairman of the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation, GMPC, and former New Patriotic Party chairman, has responded to the demands from some civil society organizations urging him to step down. The calls for his resignation came after GNPC announced plans to sell a 50% stake in Jubilee Holdings Limited to Petrosa. Mr. Blake firmly asserted that he had committed no wrongdoing in the deal and saw no grounds for his resignation. In an interview with the media, he emphasized that his conscience was clear regarding the share sale and that he would only step down if the president who appointed him no longer wished to work with him. While acknowledging the possibility of being dismissed, Blake questioned the basis for the demand, stating, I don't see any reason why they are saying I should resign about this issue. I've done nothing wrong. He expressed his belief that he acted in the country's best interest and would stand by his actions. Mr. Blake also disclosed that he had discussed the matter with President Ecofuado. However, he clarified that the president had not indicated any intention to request his resignation. Mr. Blay asserted that the law would ultimately determine the outcome, and he expressed confidence in the legal process, mentioning the existence of relevant documents related to the agreement. Regarding reports of a strained relationship with Energy Minister Matthew Opoku Premper, Blay denied any significant difference that could negatively impact Ghana's interest. He noted that while both individuals held strong opinions, they had recently engaged in constructive discussions. Now in business, financial analysts are warning government to be extremely cautious in its quest to immediately go back to the capital market following the approval of the country's deal with the International Monetary Fund IMF. The warning comes after fresh hints by President Ecofuado. The government has plans to borrow again from the market soon to fund infrastructural projects, despite the finance minister's assurances that government is no rush to do so. The director of business strategy at Dalex Finance, Joe Jackson, says the contradiction among government officials on the timelines on Ghana's return to the capital market raises serious questions. Speaking to the media, Joe Jackson urged the government to exercise fiscal prudence. President Ekofuado at the Qatar Africa Economic Forum in Doha disclosed that Ghana who is well positioned to return to the international market to get funds to continue with ongoing projects. 
This comes barely a week after Finance Minister Ken Oforiata emphasized the country's commitment to fiscal responsibility, stating that Ghana will no hastily seek to return to the international capital market for borrowing. He stressed the significance of curtailing and effectively managing expenditure to achieve long-term financial goals. The finance minister emphasized that Ghana will not rush back to the international capital market as the government aims to rely on the improved revenue streams and expenditure management to meet its financial requirements. Now in sports, the communications director of Techiman 11 Wonders, Ali Mohammed, had commended the decision of the Ghana Football Association on splitting the Division 1 Zone 1 into two zones, Zone 1 A and B, prior to the start of the 2022-2023 league table. The decision to split Zone 1 of their Access Bank Division 1 league into two zones are primarily driven by resource limitations, particularly in the three northern regions. Additionally, the zone had been plagued by tension and violence in recent seasons, prompting the division. Speaking to the media men ahead of the team's playoff against Bofuakwa Tunnel at the Accra Sports Stadium May 30, Mohamed Ali believes splitting the zone has brought some sanity to the league this season with regards to hooliganism. 11 Wonders emerged victorious in Zone 1A, while Bofuakwa Tunnel secured their place in Zone 1B. For Wonders, who suffered relegation in the 2020-2021 season, promotion back to the top flight after just one year in the lower division is their ultimate goal. Meanwhile, Bofuakwa Tano had been absent from the Premier League since the 2006-2007 campaign when they faced relegation after finishing 14th. Now moving to some showbiz this afternoon, iconic American-born singer Tina Turner has died. The death of the 83-year-old rock's great vocalist and one of the most charismatic performers was confirmed in a statement by her spokesperson. Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll, has died peacefully on Wednesday at the age of 83 after a long illness in her home in Zurich, Switzerland. With her, the world loses a music legend and a role model. The US-born star was one of the best-loved female rock singers known for her on-stage performance and a string of hits including The Best, Proud Mary, Private Dancer, and What's Love Got To Do With It. And that's how we draw the curtains on the midday edition of news here on Ghana Talks Radio. Do log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories and follow us, Ghana Talks Radio, on all social media platforms. You can as well download the GTR app from your app store or Google Play to listen. The news was read by Awin Temi Akansukum and I say thanks so much for making time. Have a good afternoon. Ghana Talks Radio. Ghana Talks Radio. This is big. Yes. More. More. Ghana Talks Radio. Ghana Talks Radio. This is big. This is big.